Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by glanviaconnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming programme. Once again, I have a busy show for you this week. Well, on this week's programme, I discuss the importance of the Farm Safety Week during July, which is our most dangerous month of the year for farm accidents. We also hear about the ongoing licence problem for the forestry sector and its huge potential as a farming enterprise going forward in Ireland. And we preview our first weaning sale of 2021. And of course, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With glanviaconnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, this week is a very important week for the farming sector. It's Farm Safety Week and of course, farming is renowned indeed, unfortunately, for one of the worst sectors as regards serious injury and fatality. So to join us to discuss Farm Safety Week and indeed an update on the situation on farm this year, we're joined from uh, Kildalton by their Chagas Farm Safety Manager, John McNamara. John, welcome back to our programme. Thank you, Kieran. John, I suppose, firstly, Farm Safety Week, I think it's a great concept. Just before we came on air, we've good news. I know one death is one too many, but good news as regards fatality so far in 21 compared to 2020. Yeah, yes, uh, fatalities are down dramatically. There have been three so far this year, as you say, that's three too many. This time last year there was 14 and a big reduction in trend. No, however, the challenge lies ahead. We're in the middle of the busy July period and into August. You know, that's when a lot of accidents take place. So we must continue with our efforts. John, as regards this year's figures, would you believe COVID had a part of that or would you just think people are becoming more cautious, slowing down more and become more safety conscious? Possibly both. And I think the, the measures you outline are probably a consequence of, of COVID. You know, I think since COVID came, uh, there's a lot more people working on farms, students working at home, people working uh, on the buildings, you know, working from home, that sort of, 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 uh, of stuff, you know. But the economy is reopening and people will be going back to work and that. So I think for that reason, we should redouble our efforts also. Obviously, Farm Safety Week, it's a great way to just highlight, bring it front and centre. And as you mentioned, July has been a horrific month over the years you're coming out of the silage season getting into the harvest season kids are off school and there's lots of activity on farm hay being saved and whatever as regards the week itself John I think there's a few key points within the week and I think some great banner headlines that you're promoting for this farm safety week the UK and Ireland event the IFA are reorganisers in Ireland we've a theme for every day dying to get the job done tiredness can kill so I think farmers have never been uh, accused of being short of having a work ethic we all like to get on with the job but tiredness and rushing can kill we're saying to people to slow it down and uh take it steady. Farm safety may not cost the earth, but it may cost you your life. So what we're advocating there is to get people to do the simple things farms, things that don't cost very much. They can be life changers. Fixing a gate, for instance, in a livestock crew. Keeping your farmyard like tidy, had children's play area and so on, is that type of area you're saying? Yeah, 
yeah, farmyard tidy, uh, simple play areas, you know, those are the areas that will give real uh, safety benefits, protecting the public. So as you know, the harvest is ongoing and it will, with the grain harvest, they're starting, we're talking there about using big, large tractors and vehicles on the public road. The theme is your, your safety, your choice. So in that regard, I think we in Travis, along with Dr. Noel Richardson in the IT Carlo and uh, Diana Van Dorn, who works with them and other people, we've produced a big study on farmers. There I say diet and waste and that. So it's a good time to take exercise and to plenty of good, wholesome farm-produced food. The study shows that farmers eat a lot of salty, sugary, snacky kind of stuff. Weight creeps up on people. And the reason we did the study is that a previous study showed that farmers have a lot of mm. cardiovascular Very much, John. And I was, I was really surprised. Lambia got involved with Chagas and, as you say, Dr. Noel Richardson with Carlo IT. And indeed, they had these free clinics at branches right around the region. And the number of guys that came in, unfortunately, thankfully that they came in, but their cholesterol was sky high. And in one or two situations, some guys had to nearly go to go straight to hospital. They were on the brink of getting a serious heart attack. No, that's it. And we've got outstanding results out of that study that we'll be publishing later in the year. Key finding is that, you know, farmers were very pleased to come into agri-brand stores and marks and that and, you know, to engage in health promotion. So I think it's a good time to take a break and get down by the sea and uh, get a bit of exercise. And one thing that stood out for me in the study was that farmers don't eat much fruit and vegetables, indeed don't drink that much milk. So I think it, looking at the food triangle that the HSC produce, you know, making a few simple kind of uh, dietary changes. And John, you mentioned in passing there about the whole area of the public, but I think it's a two-way stream. Public have to be more aware of activity on farm, but definitely farmers. And one bugbear I have over the years is see young guys driving huge machinery at speed and indeed uh, it's one area that I think that um, it's a disaster waiting to happen but overall I think it's a two way stream the general public being aware activity on farm to slow down more and indeed people using farm machinery to do likewise totally agree with you Kieran I think it's about cutting risk any member of the public that's listening I think farmers need to be respected I know I know equipment is, is large now but just for the few weeks of the harvest I think you know everyone should slow down cut the risk down to the minimum well John I think it was a super idea and delighted to see Ireland and the UK working together on this initiative it's Farm Safety Week indeed well done to the IFA indeed yourselves in Chagas for supporting this uh, huge initiative it's a very important one good to hear that the fatalities are down as I say is three too many but way lower than it was the year before John McNamara of Chagas John you're doing great work there helping promoting the whole area of farm safety thanks for taking our call indeed we'll talk to you in the near future thank you well, everyone is very much aware of the huge problem with forest licensing over the past number of years. But the news earlier this week is that the Department of Ag have met 40% of forest license target for 2021 so far. So good news, but a big lot of work still to be done. To discuss this, indeed, the ongoing potential and indeed the whole opportunity within this whole forestry sector, we're joined by a lecturer in forestry at WIT, Tom Kent. Tom, welcome to our programme. Thanks very much. Tom, the fact the department has uh, 40% of forest licences uh, has met that target, that's a good start, but there's a huge backlog there and it has been a huge problem for the industry, not alone the forest industry, but of course the timber industry as well. Yes, no, there's no doubt about it. It's a good start, but there's definitely a lot more to do and quickly now to, particularly I, I would say around the uh, the harvesting, because timber needs to flow into the, the sawmills. Then of course all the other areas around uh, forestation, roads and so on, but mm-hmm. 
uh, I would say, I would say, yeah, getting getting the harvesting sorted would be a good start. That yeah. would definitely, if you got, if you like, mitigate the, the extreme pressure that the mills, and not just the mills, but also harvesting contractors, the small companies there whose livelihoods are based around harvesting and they need to have work constantly in front of them same around timber right. haulage getting that sorted now is, is vital Tom starting out the target for this year was 4,500 licences already as I mentioned earlier we've 1,836 which is 40% should we be considering easing regulations indeed around the granting of felling licences in view of the shortage of supply indeed the rising cost of timber so should we be looking at this whole area to be honest the regulatory framework is there certainly you know where, where, where this problem Rose was, you know, the Habitats Directive was introduced and that had had serious consequences, uh, which maybe, to be honest, initially weren't thought through fully the implications of it. But look, there's a good understanding now of the current regulations. There's a really good understanding of of documentation the department needs on a site-by-site basis. The department, in fairness to them now, have have taken the approach of of hiring to get through the backlog and, uh, you know, now it's a question of let them get on with it, but Definitely at speed, but it's, it's it, it, you know under no circumstances like it should we to be talking about easing the regulations. It, it, you know regulations are only going one way, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it, in reality this is about this is about the capacity to deal with a regulatory change, and the capacity wasn't there. They've, they've put the people in place, or they're certainly starting to put the people in place. And to be honest, like my view on this, this is a very good thing. It's a very good thing for graduates. All my graduates are employed, probably. If I had more graduates, they'd be employed too. And I think in the long term, it'll be a very good thing for the industry and a very good thing for Irish society. This is about the improvement of standards across the board. Tom, do you feel that the Climate Action Bill, the role that forestry can play from an environmental point of view, and indeed as part of the agri-sector, has very much been the poor relation? I often feel that people get involved in forestry are often looked down and frowned as kind of beaten dockers, putting up the white flag. If you hear a suckler farmer or a guy who's a part-time farmer putting 30 acres into forestry. Has that moved on or do you feel that stigma is still there for that industry? Because it's going to be a huge important sector going forward, particularly with the whole Climate Action Bill and of course the environmental issues as well. It is. No, uh, that's very true. Look, everybody's talking about trees and forestry now. Uh, <laughs> the reality is, is that uh, yeah, many of the challenges we face, whether it's uh, the Climate Action Plan, to be perfectly honest with you, even as an antidote to physical and mental health crisis brought on by the pandemic. Having local forest areas is, uh, you know, I think I think we're well uh, aware now of the importance of, of them. Uh, also, not not to forget the, the biodiversity crisis that, you know, that's also there. So forests and trees have an increasingly important role to play in, in Ireland. I think maybe what's changed is that Irish society has become aware of that. With something foresters were always always aware of, but we're a small we're a small bunch and we don't make loud noises. Right. And I think what we're seeing now is a lot of the noise made uh, highlighting maybe deficiencies in forest policy or maybe a perceived, more importantly perceived deficiencies. These are people who uh, have a genuine interest in seeing Ireland have more trees but they also kind of probably are coming from a particular viewpoint. Do you feel the department yeah. have been lacking in this because they seem to be the, we'll say, the um, the forgotten sector as such but do you feel the department or do you think people are unfairly blaming the department a lot of the problem because timber has never been dearer. I read that a four, a four by two was eight euro last 
year is now 13 euros. So the building industry, the knock-on effect and the cost of timber and the high importations. Do you feel that the sure. department are a good bit to blame or do you think they're being unfairly blamed? I think there's criticism. Look, people love to have a, a complaint. <laughs> you know? and, and and they love, uh, you know, particularly give, give the state a kicking. There was an issue. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, there was a deficiency there, as I say, particularly in capacity and dealing with, with the issues or the consequences of implementing the Habitat Directive. Look, the, the government departments like, you know, big wheels move slowly, but they've they've hired at least 25 staff in the last 12 months to, to deal with it. But um, is that enough, Tom? Know, because think, we're going to have this ongoing problem and the backlog is there and then we want to get more people involved in the industry. And if people are sure. hearing this, if I was considering getting involved, it's very attractive grants, there's very attractive premium. But when you're hearing all yeah. this backlog to be sorted, this needs to be done more, more urgently. And do you feel the government are doing enough? I know you mentioned 25 more, but does it need more to get out of this huge ah, problem yeah, for the industry and the timber and the building industry as well? I would say that we could always do more, of course. You could always throw, um, you know, yeah, but I, I guess every sector, every individual uh, involved in any sector in Ireland, particularly in the public sector, would always say that their sector needs more and deserves more. And and to be perfectly honest with you, that's true of forestry. We've had a consistent forest policy in Ireland for the last 30, more than 30 years, which is we want to increase our forest area. That has led to the creation of uh, a huge new forest resource. We have the potential, we have enough studies done on this to know that we have the potential there to double the scale of the industry, double the scale of everything, double the scale of, of harvesting, of um, timber production, also look at whole new areas of business that we couldn't consider before and look at ecosystem services. You mentioned potential, but do we have the will? And, yeah. and uh, I think that's the big one, to do it. Yeah, and the only way that will happen, the only way we convert to potential to reality is human resources and we need more people in the industry the department definitely have a role in that because like they definitely uh, need more people on the, the regulatory side I need to attract more students into WIT so that they can gain their, their forestry qualification and go and work in the industry and of course we need to create a business environment that's friendly towards mm. you know innovation and and developing new opportunities and enterprises if there's one positive and to be honest you I'm an optimistic sort of person. If there's one positive that we can take out of the current crisis, is it's brought the current situation into focus. And it's maybe put us under a bit of a spotlight in forestry that needed to happen. And uh, now it's about kind of solving it. There's a project woodland there that the, uh, the minister has set up. She's got teams working on it. Like, let's give them... The time, a little bit of time to okay. to see what they can come up with, and that, but it is you're right. Like there has to be action, actionable points over the next kind of three months, six months. 12 months and so on. Well, Tom, look, I think Um, it's good to end on a positive note. Tom Kent, lecturer in forestry at WIT. Tom, you're doing super work down there. I've met several of your graduates over the years and definitely they've been a great uh, ambassador for you. You're you're doing super work at a time when forestry wasn't flavour of the month, but now it's a must-do scenario. It's it's a must-do industry and you're paying a huge part down there and all your team in WIT. Tom Kent, lecturer in WIT. Tom, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you in the near future. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbiaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. And you're welcome back to part two of 
farming now let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar great opportunity every week to purchase local farm fresh products at our farmer markets and country markets this Saturday morning we've offered farmers market John Robert Square Tremor Farmers Market Priest Road Tremor and Strabley Farmers Market running every Saturday morning from 10 until 1 Sunday Lismore Farmers Market Castle Avenue Lismore running from 10 until 4 while also on Sunday Ardmore Farmers Market just off the beach car park running from 11 until 3 Thursday as always is Dungarvan Farmers Market Grattan Square from 9 until 2 while on Friday mornings you have Dungarvan Country Markets at the Scout Stain and Abbey side and also we have the Waterford Country Markets in St Olaf's Hall both running from 9 until 1 to our marts this Saturday morning we have Waterford Ross Mart in New Ross cattle sales from half past 9 calf sales from 10 and don't forget Ross Mart's first weaning sale of the season takes place on Monday evening at half past 5 Monday uh, Dungarvan Mart of course as always calf sale on Monday mornings starting at half 10 with cattle sales from 11 o'clock and remember all sales are now online at livestocklive.com now John Prendergast was on to remind us that the Ardmore Grange Parish annual tractor run it's always a big fundraiser for them it takes place this Sunday with assembly at the Ardmore GA pitch from 11 o'clock Sunday morning so let's hope there'll be a big turnout as always for the big Ardmore Grange tractor run and well done to John Prendergast and all involved and finally on our show jumping front don't forget the Shanakill House Equestrian Centre will their summer pony leagues continue every Friday evening from 5 with the finals taking place at the end of August. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR with GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, the very first wheeling sale of the season takes place on Monday next. This Monday, the 26th of July at half past five in the Warford Ross Mart in New Ross. And Johnny's on the line is the Mart manager there, Richie Cowan. Richie, first of all, it tells you the time of year we're talking about when you have the first wheeling sale of the year taking place next week. It does, Kieran, yeah. It doesn't be long coming around. Uh, we hold our wheeling sales on a Monday evening down here at half five. Uh, well, obviously, first, as I said, this Monday evening for the autumn-born wane and say from last year, and um, we hold one in July every year, and we one in August, and then we get going every Monday then in September. Before we go on and talk about the weaning sale, obviously, you must be delighted the way cattle sales are going at the moment, and indeed how the whole COVID restrictions have been handled by the farmers and marts alike, and really the price at the moment is putting people in very good form at present. Cattle prices, it's absolutely brilliant, yeah. Uh, the cattle sales, sorry, size of sales for the time of year has been unreal and products have matched. Compared to last year, we've seen anywhere from about 150 to 200 euros ahead up for, in some cases. Cows, everything's real good trade and um, look, there's been exceptional grass growth, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks, which is probably slowing down now with the real good weather, but um, it's real positive. Yeah. COVID-19 restrictions are slowly starting to lift we're still on the two metres wearing your masks but look there's more confidence obviously people are vaccinated and um, there's just a bit just a buzz around the market every day to go but. obviously with the COVID restrictions it's buyers only around the ring if a guy is selling is the scenario that he kind of drops his animals and then is he allowed into the seller's box or uh, how does he uh, proceed after dropping his animals or what's the procedure there for, for sellers the procedure is you drop your animals off as normal it's buyers only in the ring so you have to have business say to work in the ring you can't sit in and just watch what's going on but what you can do is on your phone you can check what say lot number just for example say a lot 10 watch on the phone say lot 9 is in the ring but then you can make your way into the ring then into the seller's box for when it's your turn to sell and the seller's box is completely cut off from the main ring as such uh, yeah, from it's cut off, yeah, 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 yeah. and listen it. hasn't it been unbelievable that guys have bought into it I spoke to you before on this farmers in particular of all ages right across the, not alone down here in the south east but right across the region indeed has worked uh, extremely well indeed it's great credit to everyone involved yourselves included yeah it's, it's unbelievable it's, 
couple of years ago, no one envisaged that uh, the online system would, uh, would work the way it has worked. It has opened up a whole heap of new customers to us, and it's, uh, it's just brilliant the way everyone has embraced it. As regards to wheeling sales, do you get a different type of buyer? Is it a whole different market, or do you find you get a lot of the same year on year? Or how, how do you find the actual wheeling sales uh, fraternity as such? You, have, you would have a different type of buyer, yeah. You would have it, um, you know, you have specialised bull finishers, or, you know, um, you'd have specialised heifers, like you'd have a lot of suckler stock there. Um, soccer breads, you know, you will not, and uh, E grade and cattle. It, yeah, it is. It- it's done specifically on the Monday night to suit the, the, buyer, the extra buyers. Yeah, great idea. Half past five, so Monday night it all kicks off. The first weaning sale of 2021. You follow with your second, you say, on the 23rd of August, and then it's weekly when you hit September. Richie Cowan, as always. Richie, thanks for taking a call. Well done to you and all involved and all the farmers involved and how well you've run the whole March system through this difficult time. But it's great to see the weaning sales kicking off on Monday next in New Rocks. Richie, thanks for taking a call. Best of luck in the future. Thanks very much, Kieran. And before I go on a racing front, a good week again for local Waterford Connections Cross Channel. Dungarvan Jock Trevor Whelan back in the winner's enclosure at Doncaster and Fosslass in Wales during the week while back home it's that man again Henry de Bromwood of Knockin Butlerstown treble at Killarney double at Tip and a brilliant winner on the flat in a listed race at Nace as well so great week all round for Trevor and indeed Henry as well well that's it for this week's programme once again my thanks to Ollie and Sean for all their help in putting this week's programme together a reminder next week on our programme I'll have an in-depth interview with our Minister for Agriculture Charlie McConnellope so stay safe, keep up the protocol, and hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.